Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hello. This episode is brought to you by AMC Plus. With a name like AMC Plus, you'd expect the plus to mean more, right? Actually, it means better. AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle for content from AMC network brands, including Shudder, Sundance Now, IFC, BBC America, Sundance TV, and IFC Films Unlimited. That means you can spend more quality time with content you love. You know, only the good stuff. We'll be back later in the episode to tell you about some of the amazing series you can binge on AMC Plus, where they're giving you only the good stuff. Okay, so today we're going to be discussing some lesser known Christmas movies, and I'm definitely focusing on some of the weirder ones, because those were the ones that stuck out to me. These are definitely not traditional Christmas watches, uh, but they should be. And these are all hardcore Christmas movies. I'm not being like, well, maybe this is Christmas. <laughs> these are all Christmas-themed movies that are just very odd. And you might know some of them, but uh, the first one is called Christmas Evil. Have you seen this movie? No. It's a horror movie. Now, the reason I picked this movie is when I saw that it was John Waters' favorite Christmas movie, <gasps> I knew it had to be good. Let's watch it this week. Yeah. I want to watch all of these. I did watch a bunch of clips from them, and I watched all the trailers uh, just because I wanted to like get some insight. And I watched like the best moments from each film, because a lot of them are sort of camp classics. What year did this come out? This came out in 1980. It is a psychological slasher. Um, the psychological slasher. That's what it, they said. It's uh, it's called Christmas Evil, but the original title was You Better Watch Out, which oh, I love. <laughs> I know You Better Watch Out. And it was also known as Terror in Toyland at some point. I thought You Better Watch Out was like a separate... Look, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen that many Christmas horror movies. Well, there's quite a few. I know there's a lot of them. But <laughs> I was I just, like shocked seeing I was, them all. <laughs> I was per, like, as much as I love horror and I've seen like a million horror movies, I, for some reason, I've just never watched a lot of Christmas themed horror ones except for Black Christmas, which yeah. I love. Yeah. This one looks really good. Uh, I saw, there's a lot of clips of, on online of, with this one. So I'm just going to give you some recaps of these movies because they're quite funny. Now this one is set in Christmas. It begins in Christmas of 1947 and a young boy sees his mother being sexually groped by Santa Claus. Uh-oh. <laughs> now he, his brother eventually tells him that it's actually his father dressed as Santa Claus. And that really sends him into a, a tailspin because now he knows Santa isn't real. So it was like, which way was better or worse? Who knows? This kid was fucked up either way. Look, one in every two million children, when they find out that Santa isn't real, they go on a murder spree. <laughs> exactly. So he runs up to the, at the attic and breaks uh, like a snow globe, like one of the nice ones with the glass and cuts it. The thing I noticed in this movie is the blood is very fake looking. So this blood like rip, you know, dripped from his hand and fell on the snow of the snow globe. <laughs> Just as a little foreshadowing, I guess, because <laughs> this happens a lot in this movie, this really thick. So I uh, blood technology 
is very all over the place in horror movies. Don't, wouldn't you say? Like, Well, I would say there's different kinds of blood used in horror movies. Like if, in your Dario Argento movies, you have this very uh, glamorous, bright red blood. Right. This is This looks like white Elmer's glue with red dye in it. In some of the campier uh, B-horror movies, you can get some viscous-looking paint blood this wasn't even like the right color but it was certainly red was it like orange uh, it was like it was not like blood red it was like a little bit lighter or yeah. something yeah like you could just tell they mixed it with elmer's glue i think <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't get it quite dark enough or something I, I don't know it looks really fake which i kind of like in some of these slasher movies because it's sort of like fine now he eventually grows up, obviously, and the movie takes place um, when he's an adult, and he works at the Jolly Dreams toy factory. <laughs> now, everyone he works with is really mean to him. They call him a schmuck in particular. That's one of the things they call him. And he spends a lot of his time in his apartment that is completely decorated for Christmas year-round, and he spies on the neighborhood children and makes lists of who is good and bad. I love it. <laughs> No, no, no spoilers, Desi, right? I'm not going to give spoilers, but I just want to just want to like hit on some of the points that happened in this movie. Obviously, a lot of people piss this guy off. He starts dressing as Santa and walks around town in a Santa in a Santa uh, outfit. I mean, it's a slasher, so we know killings are coming. Um, I'm not going to tell you all of the killings, but there was one in particular where he he does use like Christmas toys. And Christmas ornaments to kill people. Love it. <laughs> so it's a very Christmas, um, much more Christmas theme than Black Christmas was. Right. That just kind of takes place at Christmas almost, right? Yeah. But this has like every aspect of Christmas is used in the killings and the horror. Um, so I just love it. And like the opening scene, I did watch the opening scene where he sees his mom with Santa and it's dirty. Like Santa's <laughs> on his knees in front of the mom's crotch. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, hoo-hoo, hoo-hoo, hoo-hoo. she's like, no, you know, like that kind of stuff. And Santa's just like all over her body. And so this kid's in the hallway, like, <laughs> just standing, standing there staring in horror. So I definitely want to watch this one. Uh, it does end with a creepy reading of the night before Christmas too, which I, I love. Yeah. It was like, I, I do have a love for Christmas music with blood and gore. I think I probably mentioned this on the Black Christmas. Like I like that combination of Christmas and gore. It's so good to me. Well, Christmas is so festive and cheery and family oriented and it's wholesome. a nice contrast. <laughs> it's a very nice juxtaposition. Okay. The next movie is called Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Have you heard of this movie? <laughs> no. But there is a movie called The Ice Cream Man. Oh. Is it a horror movie? Uh, with Clint Howard. Oh, this is not a horror movie. This is a musical fantasy film. Uh, it's, it's from 1972, and it's by um, a director, Dar R. Weiner, and it, it's, it's like a really weird setup. So basically, this movie is about Santa Claus. He has gotten his sleigh stuck in the sands of a Florida beach, and he needs assistance from local children to get his sleigh out of the beach in Florida. Is he wearing Bermuda shorts? No, this is one of the worst Christmas movies ever made. It's widely considered. That. <laughs> um, so the sand, the reindeer basically abandoned him there. That's why he's stuck in this Florida beach. What are they going to do in Florida? I also was like, they can fly by themselves without the um, the sleigh. 
Of course, I never even fly. I never even thought of that being possible. Right. I kind of, you kind of think it's the sleigh that flies. Yes. So the kids try to bring a bunch of animals. They bring a donkey, a pig, a gorilla to help pull this uh, sleigh. But the really weird thing comes like in the middle of this movie. The guy who produced it basically what happens is he just sticks his other movie, the full movie right in between. And it's a, it's a, it's the story of Thumbelina. What? He made a movie about Thumbelina a few years before this movie. And Santa starts telling the story of Thumbelina. And he basically just inserts his movie Thumbelina in the side of the movie. Wait, is this animated? No. <laughs> it seems like this would be a little better if it was animated. Yeah. Like for kids? Kind of like a troll in Central Park type thing. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you that, know, that level of animation. This kind of reminds me of like uh, one of those Care Bears Christmas specials. I watched a bunch of scenes from this and it is pathetic, like this movie, but it does look wild. So, so they basically, he's like, here's the story of Thumbelina. They just insert this guy's complete movie in the middle and then we're back to Santa. Now the children have an idea. They go get the ice cream bunny uh, he arrives on like an old fashioned fire truck. The dog, a dog goes, gets the, gets the ice cream bunny. Wait, the ice cream bunny <laughs> rides around on a fire truck. Yes. Do, is the ice cream bunny established in this universe? No, he doesn't come in until after Thumbelina. Plays. No, but I'm saying, do people know who the ice cream bunny is? I guess these kids in Florida, like do. that's a thing that just exists. <laughs> He's just so molester in Florida. <laughs> that would be me when I was a kid. The ice cream bunny. Like, He's real nice. <laughs> no, Desi. He's just a man who sells ice cream and molests children. But the costume he's wearing looks like a molest. Like that's where I heard that the budget for this movie was like five hundred dollars because they just reused that movie. Basically. When did this movie come out? Nineteen seventy-two. So the ice cream bunny does come and offers to hitch a hitch Santa a ride. <laughs> <laughs> on his fire truck. It's so it's so lame. I can imagine taking a bunch of edibles, watching this movie, having a great old time, <laughs> putting all these movies on, to be honest. Okay, this next movie looks fucking demented. I, when I was reading about this movie, I couldn't believe how many things they crammed into one film. Uh, it's called Elves. It's from 1989. Do you know this movie? It's a uh, horror movie. Uh, I've never seen Elves. Okay. Well... Elves has like a real laundry list of uh, topics that I, I'm kind of interested in. It starts off with an anti-Christmas pagan ritual in the woods. How is that anti-Christmas? <laughs> isn't, Christmas isn't Christmas pagan originally? Uh, I'm not... Yeah, because I feel like that's what people say when they're like, actually, Christmas is pagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, look, I'm not saying Elves is um, accurate. Okay, okay. <laughs> now... If that if I, if you want to know how accurate it is, she spills blood at this thing and she accidentally summons an ancient demonic Christmas elf. This elf is also the central figure in a modern day neo-Nazi plot to bring about the master race that Hitler actually wanted to have happen. That would be pure blood Aryans mixed with elves. <laughs> I'm looking at the picture of these elves and they're horrifying. It's scary. Like the elves are not cute. This is a movie I am certain that I saw on television as a kid. Honestly, when I was looking at the clips and the trailers, I felt like with all of these movies, I felt like I had seen, they had, I had like flashes of recognition for them, but I want to watch this one again because it looks really wild. So this woman is actually a pure-blooded Aryan virgin. So that's sort of the, um, 
Genesis, or that's like the plot of the movie, basically. They're trying to fuck this virgin to get this Aryan elf line going. Now, uh, another sort of nice surprise in this movie is that Dan Haggerty shows up and he played Grizzly Adams in the 80s. So whenever I see him, obviously I'm like, oh my God, this looks like a guy my mom would fuck because he had a lot of facial hair, very long hair. (laughs) I know. (laughs) He's Grizzly. He's in this movie as an ex-cop who is an, I don't know if he's sober, but he was an alcoholic and he gets a job as a department store Santa. (laughs) Now, obviously, this movie comes to a head with Santa versus the elves. (laughs) These evil alien slime, they're kind of like slimy elves. They're not like cute elves in any way. They're disgusting looking. Yeah. So it's a crazy storyline. I somehow they squeezed a Nazi element into it, which is weird to me, but I bet you they thought it was very brilliant when they came up with this (laughs) idea. Like thinking about like, that's what Hitler really wanted. A master race of Aryan slash elf creatures. (laughs) Uh, And then this has a classic ending. I'm not really giving anything away, but it's such an ending to any sort of devil or evil creature movie where it ends with a fetus where you're like, ooh, is one coming? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. That's like happens in so many movies where it's like, but there was never an elves too. So we don't know. Like, right, right, right. It ends with the possibility that the, 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 the evil plan worked. Like the baby was, you know, conceived. So if you want a Christmas themed horror movie with a side of Holocaust denialism, very weird. Watch elves. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you probably, you might have seen this movie. It's definitely probably the most popular one on the list. That's a movie called Jack Frost. Did you see this with Michael Keaton? Uh, it's freaked me out too much <laughs> as a kid to see it. The trailer, I was like, no. The trailer? That's not for me. Is demented. The, the storyline, this is another one where you're like, who greenlit this movie? Because it just sounds really weird. It's for kids. It's for kids, but it's so creepy. It, the way the movie, like, I feel like it's is a very like dark looking movie. Like it's like, it's lots of dark blue and everything's like nighttime. I don't know. I'm just, it's like, also very cats in the cradle. Cause it's like a bad dad who tries I, to redo his life. Am I misremembering the trailer? For some reason, the trailer always looked like it was borderline a horror movie. I think that the problem with this movie is people thought it was a horror movie, but it's actually a heartwarming father-son movie. Because the-, <laughs> <laughs> the the snowman is scary. This is a real fall from grace from Batman. Yes. So basically the plot of this is this guy is a singer. He's in a rock band that's like a really bad white man blues band. I think they're even a cover band and it's called the Jack Frost band. No. <laughs> he has a son. It's very like I said it's very cats in the cradle. The son's like, "Hey dad, when you can when can you play ball with me?" <laughs> and the dad's always too busy like recording or doing gigs. His music is first. He also uh, plays harmonica, so that becomes a big plot element in this movie. Ugh. Because he goes um on a gig before he leaves, he gives his son a uh, magical harmonica. But the kids are already like, this is bullshit, Dad. I don't It's like, not a magical harmonica. I don't harmonica. like harmonica. <laughs> you know what? What a shitty get, gift to give your son <laughs> when you're like not spending this. time with him. I don't like this. Of course, he dies in a car crash. This is known. I'm not giving anything away. It's basically the plot of the movie that's in the trailer. Wait, the dad dies. The dad dies. Before he can play ball with his son. Yes. But... The son, uh, missing his dad a year later, pulls out the magical harmonica, 
and plays it and turn the, that creates his dad into a snowman. This should have been a, <laughs> this should have been a horror film. It should have been well, a straight Rachel, horror movie. Keep keep you you just wait. Because <laughs> there's another Jack Frost movie coming. Oh, I know about that one. Oh, you do? I know that there's a horror movie Jack yes. Frost. So I'm going to talk about that one next. Uh, so yeah, he comes back. Obviously, the snowman can't stay forever. Um, and that's pretty much the end of it. Like, they come back. They have good times together. The wife is played by Kelly Preston. So they all have their little moment, but obviously he can't be a snowman forever. He's just there for the movie. This is depressing. <laughs> it was so depressing. depressing. But it looks so weird to me. I remember, I'm saying I remember it and I was like, that is not for me. I think I saw the commercials for it or the previews for it and I never quite knew what it was about. But when I read what it actually was about, it was just so much more depressing. <laughs> but it was like a dad, like a sort of neglectful dad. Getting a second chance. Right. And like, he looks kind of like, um, he looks kind of like, he's like a, like the Pringles man. Yes. The snowman. Yes. yes. <laughs> like he has that look to him. And it's that like mid nineties CGI. Yes. So it's not good. But you thought it was kind of good <laughs> when you it looked good back then. But now it's like, what? Who bought this shit? Okay. So next up is the Jack frost horror movie which actually came out a year before jack frost maybe them getting these trailers mixed up okay this jack frost is a serial killer because i know about this one too yes and that's why i always thought the michael keaton like i always wondered no i've heard people thinking that michael keaton was oh you know what though like i have like a vague memory that someone recut the trailer in the past 10 years as a horror movie (laughs) I'm not kidding. They should have. I think that someone recut it like to be, you know, to be funny and it went viral. Did you ever see the person who recut the a goofy movie trailer uh, or scenes from a goofy movie to be a David Lynch film? Oh, I don't know. But it, that was like a thing for a while. Yeah. People were recutting trailers because I think they did The Shining like a rom-com or something. Right. There was like a few of those going around. I always like it when they take it dark. Oh, me for too. those, it's funnier. Although the the um, shiny one was pretty good, just because it still was kind of dark, even though they were trying, <laughs> it made it almost darker yeah. trying to be cheerful. Okay, so the Jack Frost horror movie, which came out a year before this Jack Frost, and I have to wonder about this development. Like, was the Jack Frost Michael Keaton movie like fuck? <laughs> that's what we're doing because <laughs> it's really similar because he so he's being trans this is a serial killer named jack frost he's being he's scheduled to be executed and he's in some fucking like truck going to the execution they get into a um crash with a truck that's carrying genetic research Uh-oh. <laughs> so you know this is trouble i watched i can't remember if it was in the trailer or a, a clip but someone said something like we've never even tried these chemicals on on so much as a plant much less a human because he gets doused with all these chemicals uh etc now people think he died in this crash jack frost frost i'm like i can't not speak like uh <laughs> I cannot speak like Sean Connery now when I say anything with an S. Uh, so he gets out. Obviously, he wreaks havoc because he's a serial killer that looks like a snowman. So it turned him into a snowman. Yes. Now, this was a chemical what are the odds? that was going to be used. To I mean, create- what are the odds? His name is already Jack Frost and the chemicals <laughs> new to make him look like a snowman. But isn't that funny? 
that that also the guy's band was named Jack Frost. (laughs) (laughs) Both of these movies are like so have so much in common. And one thing I'm going to point out to you that really was like, okay, these, they had to have known what was going on. Both of these movies, um, people fight them with a hairdryer. (laughs) People point hairdryers at the snowman as a weapon. Right. In both movies. Now in the, in the first movie, it's the son when he first is like, that's not my dad. And he thinks it's like a weirdo. He points a hairdryer (laughs) at him he thinks it's a weirdo snowman who's speaking, <laughs> not his dad. <laughs> in this one, there's three men going after the serial killer with hair hair are dryers. They, are they electric, like portable hair? They're dryers? electric hair dryers going. Vrr. And then in the in the horror movie one, though, he doesn't say this in the um dad dad the dad movie one. In the horror movie one, one of the best a great horror movie joke line, he says, "Blow me." <laughs> cackled i thought that was funny it was was like up there with some of freddy krueger's best insult lines you know i personally think that chucky had the best uh dunks yeah i mean that's were good but freddy was like the og uh, yeah but because michael and jason didn't talk no (laughs) like freddy was the first one to kind of be funny freddy was definitely uh the comedian who's always on yes and never stops yeah but yeah. I liked Chucky because he was such a dick. My favorite uh, Chucky line was in when Chucky's in the elevator and this old couple is like, who left this doll here? And as the old lady and her husband leave, she says, ugly doll. And then the elevator goes up and Chucky goes, fuck you. <laughs> well, Chucky has some... Chucky has something that Freddie doesn't have. Chucky will just say, fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas Freddie always has like a little wordplay. It's a pun. Like Chucky's just funny because he's a, cha- a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he, him just saying a bad word can be funny if it's said right. Like, fuck you. Right. I mean, he's, yeah. he calls Andy's mom like a fucking bitch. Yeah. That's hilarious. Just on its own. Yeah. Just the way he says it. And he looks like a little kid or baby or whatever he is. Uh, what is he like a toddler? He's a doll that looks like a toddler. I know he's a doll, but he's like, so what's his doll's age? Like a toddler, right? Yeah. It yeah. looks like a toddler. I think so. And it's really tiny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last thing I want to talk about, it's actually one of my favorite horror movies, but it has my favorite Christmas uh like vignette ever. Now this is from um, a 1972 movie called Tales from the Crypt. I love this movie. It's so good. Everyone should go watch it right away. Now the segment that I've always been obsessed with stars Joan Collins and it's Santa related. Now this movie starts off, I'm sorry, this segment, it's it's like a four, it's like four tales in one movie basically, but this Christmas segment is so good. Joan Collins looks really good. She looks like a total 70s rich bitch in it, as always. She starts it off by killing her husband on Christmas Eve. Now she is in a fucking white apartment, by the way. <laughs> her carpets are white. Her sofa is white. Everything is fucking white in this house. So of course there's blood everywhere. On the radio, she hears um, announcement that someone has uh, escaped from the mental institution. A homicidal maniac has escaped from the, the nearby mental institution. So she can't call the police 
when she sees the guy coming around, like she knows he's outside of her house, she can't call the police because she has her husband's dead body in the house. A real fucking dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, the whole segment is basically her trying to figure out what to do, cleaning up her husband's murder, while all this while knowing this homicidal maniac in a Santa suit is dressed is just outside of her house walking around trying to get inside. It's really scary. I'm not going to give away the ending because it's really, really good. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I highly recommend this movie. It's a year-rounder. You can watch it anytime. All of the stories are really good. Yeah. And I think about them all the time. Yeah. Especially the one where you have to learn how to make a a wish on a monkey's paw. Oh. (laughs) You got to learn. Yeah. It's uh, scary. So those are my um, un- little to unknown Christmas movies. That was great. I'm definitely going to watch some of these this I week. I want to watch that Evil Christmas. Let's watch it. Let's do it. And we can recap it or something. Okay. Maybe on our Patreon. Oh, we'll tell everybody. Yeah. Because they'll be sad. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're back to tell you about a few more things exclusive to AMC Plus that we think you'll love, including the next true crime series you'll obsess over, Des, starring Doctor Who's David Tennant as real-life serial killer Dennis Nilsson. Want to get lost in an addictive, bingeable drama? Check out Riviera, a Sundance Now original starring Julia Stiles. Catch up on season one and season two of the sun-soaked thriller, and don't miss season three, which is now streaming. If you're looking for something that Metro calls more than a touch of Tarantino, watch the powerful new drama Gangs of London. AMC Plus is available on all your devices, ad-free and on demand. Watch new series, episodes, movies, and fresh content anytime, anywhere. AMC Plus, only the good stuff. Sign up today at AMC Plus. That's A-M-C-P-L-U-S dot com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. So now I have some listener emails to read. And first I want to say to Kiri, who sent us a really funny long email, there are no poop stories in this batch just to let her know <laughs> she doesn't have to freak out or be worried. Cause she, she said she has to listen to every second of a podcast when she is into it. So she even has to barrel through the poop stories, which make her um, sick. <laughs> We're not even going to mention it. Yes. Yeah, so Carrie, you're safe here. You're safe here. Okay. So this is from Michelle. She says, while I was in college, I worked part-time in Nashville, Tennessee, which was about 45 minutes each way from my school. I love my job. So it was worth the, the drive. And as with most long drives you do often, you tend to zone out and drive on autopilot. I was doing just this one afternoon, listening to the radio and daydreaming when I realized the same car had been keeping pace with me in the next lane. I glanced over and realized the driver was staring at me like he was trying to get my attention. He was probably in his 30s, darkish hair, and I realized with disgust, furiously beating off as he drove. (laughs) I immediately hit the brakes to slow down so he wasn't beside me. After a minute, he slowed down too, but I took an exit to get the hell out of there. After I'd calmed down, I thought about the sheer mechanics required to jerk off while operating a piece of heavy machinery. He had to have had that car on cruise control, planted his feet against the floorboard while arching his hips up so it could be seen. <laughs> oh, she could see the dick? Yes. He had his hips all the way up so that he, she could see it through the window. Oh, my God. That requires a lot of fucking determination to harass a stranger. I just love that he was... But he also had to be accelerating on the gas at some point. I mean, in cruise control, you wouldn't have to. But wasn't he trying to catch up to her? Oh, I think so at some point. But I think on cruise control, you can do it and then stop. Yes. And it goes back or something. Yes. Uh, That is so gross. And I don't know. I'm I'm glad she got off the road because I might have veered into like a billboard or something. Because that is so scary to be speeding down a freeway and seeing some idiot like that. Right. Like truly, yeah. Demi- how do you, that that has to be an image that stays with you forever. How do you not like accidentally swerve just from the sheer shock of it? It would be shocking to me. Uh, I love. I also love how we bring out the inner detective and in our listeners <laughs> trying to figure out the physics of things. I love that. <laughs> our listeners are so smart. Very smart. Okay, this one is from Jennifer. And it's a Christmas story. 
She said about eight or nine years ago, she was at her dad's house Christmas night and her, and I think it's her husband, decided it would be fun to watch old home movies on VHS. My parents have been divorced for more than 30 years, but my stepmom is a great sport, so we popped in Christmas 1988, which featured my mother, and got almost to the end of the tape before we called it a night since we were all so tired. One of my gifts that year was equipment to transfer our home movies from VHS to DVD, so my dad handed me a stack of tapes, including the one we'd nearly just finished, and he sent me on my way. That night, I decided to finish that movie... Uh, as I was feeling nostalgic. I popped it in the VCR and my boyfriend and I settled in to watch it after my brother and sister had finished opening our gifts. The tape switches over after, oh, sorry, after my brother and sister and I finished opening our gifts, the tape switches over to a shot of the Christmas tree later that night in the dark. Watching this, I got excited because I remembered my dad dressing up as Santa one year to prove to me he was real because three-year-old smelt Three-year-old me smelled a trick. I figured this must be it. The shot of the tree is from half the hallway up with the lights on in an otherwise dark room. It seemed to be going on for a while and nothing was happening. Suddenly, my boyfriend said, what is this? I hear something. Did you guys get a dog that Christmas? Because something (gasps) sounds like it's panting. (laughs) I knew we hadn't gotten a dog, so I turned up the volume to try to figure out what what it was. And then it hits me and my boyfriend at the same time. This is my parents' goddamn homemade Christmas porn. (laughs) (laughs) The sound we were hearing was them going at it. And the only reason they aren't on screen is because my dad had the camera too high on the tripod. (laughs) I literally screamed and ran from the room while my asshole boyfriend was cackling like a clown. I called my mom and screamed at her that I had just found her fucking homemade porn tape. And the only thing she said was, well, per the divorce decree, he was supposed to destroy it. (laughs) She said it real snotty, too. Like, it was my fault I had heard her boning my dad on tape. (laughs) Honestly, I love that her parents decided to do a themed porn. A Christmas themed porn because you know that they were like, uh, because you know, it's like they wrapped all the presents, they're probably exhausted, they had everything done. They did it with the tree as the background. They did like, they probably had like a little hot toddy or bourbon, (laughs) (laughs) some eggnog. He's in his Santa suit. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Uh, thank you for that story. Okay, here's another close call from our listener, Kelly. She opens up the email talking about how she enjoys listening to us. She's a kindergarten teacher, um, so it kind of helps her keep her mind off of her job, which she loves. But she has a close call story that happened in December of 2007. She says, I was working in the insurance field in Omaha. I had just returned to work after having my first child. My office building was located near a mall, so I would often head to the mall during my lunch break to do some shopping. I went into one of the large department stores in the mall to look at baby clothes and to use the bathroom. Seriously, this store was known for having the most fabulous bathrooms. If you had to take a shit while in the mall, anyone in their right mind would go to these bathrooms. While looking for baby clothes, I started up a conversation with one of the employees in the department. She was a younger girl and was very friendly. I was pretty normal. It was a pretty normal conversation. She asked who I was shopping for. I said my baby. She wanted to see pictures. I showed her the pictures. She even called another employee to come see the baby pictures. I bought a few outfits from the sales girl and left the mall heading back to my life-sucking insurance job. Not but five minutes after I returned from work, a friend I worked with ran over to my desk. She knew I often went to the mall during my lunch break. She and 
informed me that there had been some sort of shooting at the mall. I soon learned that a 19-year-old man had entered Von Mar, the department store in which I had been shopping, and had shot multiple people before shooting himself. Multiple people had lost their lives. The next day, when the eight victims' names and photos were released, I recognized the faces of the two employees I had been talking to shortly before (gasps) they were killed. It took me 10 years to be able to return to that store. I took the escalator up to the children's department and immediately went back back down. I've always wondered what would happen if I had gone to lunch just a few minutes later. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. Isn't that awful? That is so scary. That's and, really scary. And so tragic. Yeah. That sounds... I don't know this department store either. Kelly, One, we're glad yeah. you're okay. Yeah, Kelly. Oh, that's, that's so That's really scary. a close call. That is traumatizing. <laughs> Dude. That must, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. I can't think of anything I've had similar to that. Uh, so yeah, those are some e- emails we got this, uh, a little nice bunch of them, Yeah, uh, I think. Oh, we did get another email. Uh, we want to give a birthday shout out to Big Mike. Big Mike. Big Mike. I think he just turned 40. <gasps> that's and a big he, one. And he uh, actually found out he got COVID because his birthday was the 14th. Oh. And he's now quarantined in the basement. So I hope you're listening to us in the basement and not feeling too horrible. Oh, Big Mike. Big Mike. Happy birthday. I'm so sorry that you're, if you're suffering right now or you're not feeling great. I mean, it sucks to just be quarantined in the basement at, at the very least. So hopefully that's all it is and you have very mild symptoms, I guess. I hope yeah. your symptoms are mild. I hope that you get through this. Uh, you will get through this. Yeah. And I, I just hope that it's wishing you ease and comfort and a happy birthday. And if you haven't lost your taste buds, let us know what you ate. Yeah. So what a 40th birthday. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40. It's a big mic. <laughs> That's right. Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40. It's Big Mike. Okay, Mike. Feel better. Feel better. Happy belated birthday. Yes. Uh, So yeah, that's all I have for today. Do we have anything to talk about food-wise? Oh yeah, we had a... We did... Look... You will, if you stuck around to the tedious last minutes of last mini episode, we discussed having donuts and latkes, all the logistics of that. And I, if you stuck around, you'll be happy to know that we did work it out. Yes. And so after a few weeks of eating a lot of vegetables, we finally got the best vegetable, potatoes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Potato and onion. The, the, only, the only vegetables that really matter. <laughs> <laughs> nice fried potatoes and onions. We had some fruit, applesauce. Yep. We had some sour cream. Dairy. On that. The mm, whole dairy. fruit par- pyramid was represented. Absolutely. It was so good. I'm so thinking about it. I made latkes as I do every single year for Hanukkah. Uh, if you haven't had a latke before, you got to home make them. Yeah. You really got to. I've got to say, I, there isn't, there really isn't any latkes that I've had at a restaurant or deli that are as good as homemade latkes. I, my personal opinion is that homemade latkes are real latkes. And everything at delis and restaurants are potato pancakes. Oh, I don't doubt that there probably are some good potato latkes at certain restaurants. I just yeah. haven't had them. Right. I'm sure that there are. And it's not that they taste bad. I just don't consider them real latkes. Well, if they have a lot of flour in them, they're yeah. just not. Latkes are. I don't know. Maybe the mix is just too hard to mass produce at a restaurant. It might be. I mean, the thing about latkes is 
for me, a perfect vodka, it's like very, it's very simple. Every recipe is like basically the same. It's shredded potatoes, shredded onions, eggs to bind it, and a teeny tiny sprinkle of flour. Right. You don't need a lot of flour. And you fry that shit in oil, put salt and pepper on it, and have it with applesauce and sour cream. They were good. Perfect. It's like such a perfect dish. Absolutely perfect. I like any my a lot of my food goals are like how can I get sour cream on into my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> like I am always a fan of things I can put sour cream Same. on. I love, I love baked sour potatoes. Cream. Yeah, that's I why we love baked cream. potatoes. Why I love um, I bake with sour. Like I'll put it in my banana bread. It's so good. Well, I was thinking. I was like, you know, now that we have all this sour cream in my fridge, I guess I have to make sour cream coffee cake. Oh yeah. Oh, but Brendan so was like, no, I ate all the sour cream. Wow. I don't know. But we also gave a <laughs> don't lot. ask. We, don't ask. <laughs> but we also gave a lot to the cats. I also like to dip potato chips in sour cream. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. I've done, you know what I've done before is I've dipped uh, salt and pepper kettle chips in cream cheese. Ooh. It's fucking good. That's not, I love salt and pepper chips. They're Dip good. salt and pepper kettle chips into cream cheese. It is okay. so good. Do you get the whipped cream cheese? You can just soften cream okay. cheese okay. and just whip it up. Look, I don't even have to taste this. I know I love it. Well, whipped, <laughs> whipped cream cheese would be easiest, but I had like a block of cream cheese and I right. softened it and yeah. stirred it up. But the whipped would be good probably. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really it's good. It's a great Salt dip. and pepper chips are so good. I love them. They're one of, one of the best. And then we <laughs> had donuts from my favorite donut place in Los Angeles, which is Trejo's Donuts and Coffee. And... Trejo's made special Hanukkah donuts this year. And one of the donuts that they made that was Hanukkah themed was a challah inspired uh, donut. So it was a braided bar donut, plain glazed with poppy seeds on top. I loved the cinnamon twist one that had like a, like a cinnamon bun glaze. That was so good. That's their fall. That's in their fall. Uh, I want that collection again. of donuts. It was so good. I hope they should keep that one year round. It was an Why all not? spice donut with like a with a glaze. It on tasted it. like a really great cinnamon bun. Yeah, like that was not dry. It was like very moist. It was a yeah. It was so good. The flavor was so good. We also had their margarita donut, which is basically just um, a lime ra- a raised donut with a a lemon lime glaze and lime zest on top and then Malden sea salt it sprinkled good. on it. I love that one. That was a really good flavor one. We also had, what was the other one we had? We're like, that's fucking delicious. Like a cinnamon crumble one? No. Uh, yeah, there was like a cinnamon crumble. I Before you came over when they first arrived, I ate a donut. Oh. It was just the cinnamon sugar. Was that sugar. the good one? It was the cinnamon <laughs> sugar one. <laughs> Uh yeah. I don't know. There was a few that I liked. I can't they remember. They make really great donuts over I there. like their donuts a lot. My favorite one that they have regularly is the Abuelita. And what's that? It's like a chocolate glaze, but it has like a little cinnamon in it. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's not like the frosting chocolate one we had. It's like the classic glaze. Yes. Uh, it's so good. I love that one. Oh, we had the pink one too. I like that one too. Yeah, they have like a raised donut and it has a berry glaze on top. But it's like bright pink. It's bright pink and it's tart. I'm a fan of the look of a bright pink donut. Me too. I just love it. It's, it's a classic. classic. <laughs> yeah. I love a Homer Simpson donut too. Me too. With the sprinkles. It's so cute. Yeah. So yeah, so we it, had it. It was good. It was a really great night for food. Um, what's next? Christmas dinner? 
what the fuck are we going to make for Christmas? I'm going to make some Christmas cookies. Oh, yeah. I had to get your mom's recipe. My mom makes amazing Christmas cookies that are, or holiday cookies, whatever. They're just wintry cookies she makes every year, and they're shortbread cookies with rosemary, but they're sweet. So it's I'm like do rosemary that. and brown sugar. And then I also do this cookie. It's really good. Uh, so I'm going to make this because I haven't made it in a while. It's a gingerbread chocolate chunk. It's really chocolate good. Chocolate with gingerbread? I'm telling you, it's good. <laughs> Wait, is it a cookie? Yes. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a cooked chocolate chip cookie, but the dough is gingerbready. It's really good. Can you make me a plain gingerbread one? Uh, I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat it. Look, I'll eat it. You, sometimes you, I have to force you to just get over your weird... Uh, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm weird about things with chocolate. Uh, these are good, though. If you don't like it, then you can eat around the chocolate chips. Okay. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll eat around the chocolate chips. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might just make... Maybe I'll make more latkes. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, right? Who gives a fuck? Might as well. Maybe I'll make a kugel. Oh. Who fucking cares? That's something that I ha- rarely find a good version of, too. I bet Ina be makes dry. a good one. You could probably just tell by looking at the recipe. Yeah. yeah. I've actually never made kugel before. If you don't know what kugel is, uh, it's... It's like a noodle pudding. It, it's kind kinda. of a demented uh, dish, if it you think about it. It doesn't sound good. It does not sound good. It is... Honestly, the more I think about it, it is demented. No. But yeah. it's basically noodle bread pudding. So instead of bread, it's egg noodles. And it has like a custard. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound gross. It but sounds it is disgusting. Very, it is good. But if you get a good one, it's real, it's real good. I mean, come on. It's pasta. <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet pasta. Uh, yeah. See, the more you talk about it, the, the more you ta- it sounds. Sometimes there's raisins in it too. Yeah. The more you talk about it, it like, it, it, you know... It's, a it's not something thing. you eat regularly. My mom never made it. No, I always had it at like we someone else's house. We had it at Russ house. and Daughters, didn't we? You got one, and I had like a bite. Oh, we had it at Russ and Daughters. That was the best kugel I've ever had. That was a good kugel, uh, but I think I just had a bite. It's like something you don't really need a lot of. Yeah. So it's kind of probably why I don't make it because it's like then I'm gonna have this huge fucking tray of kugel, and I will eat <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, left to my own devices. That's what I, I would live off of for for days. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm not gonna do that. Uh, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, that's about it. We will see you guys on Tuesday. Yeah. For our main episode. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 